The collective anxiety we were all feeling at the top of the pandemic back in March and April brought us all together. I reconnected with people I hadn't heard from in years, started texting back and forth with old friends, and reached out to family and friends on a daily, even hourly basis. We were all in a state of shock. As someone who already deals with a high amount of anxiety, this was like a kick in the balls for me. At the same time, the incessant need for us to huddle together yielded some fruitful situations. Being called upon by the guys in Took, Canada's greatest cover band, made up of first-string all-stars like Todd Kearns, Brent Fitz, Shane Galas, and Corey Churko, to jump on their Took Talks weekly Facebook chat was definitely the balance I needed to combat my rising anxiety. On the day of the talk, Todd messaged me and casually said that Darby Mills, singer of the legendary Headpins, will be on the chat as well. I did a double take. Darby Mills? I'm going to meet Darby Mills, albeit through Zooming, but I'm going to get a chance to meet Darby Mills. Wow, what a wonderful, unexpected occasion. I was already stoked to meet the Took guys and chat Can Rock, but adding Darby into the mix was over the top. It was the first time since I was in self-isolation that I actually felt excited for something. Last year, the Took band made a video for their cover of the Headpin song, Don't It Make You Feel, and asked fans to contribute videos of themselves lip-syncing to the song. Well, since I'm a Took fan and a Headpins fan, I too contributed to the video, which is now up on YouTube. When I had Todd Kearns on here, episode 220, I mentioned the vast array of amazing Canadian rock bands that us as Canadian hard rock fans got to experience almost exclusively while growing up. Some of these bands were on par with international acts, but for one reason or another, probably due to the remoteness of Canada and the fact that we were overshadowed by America, never got their just due on the international stage, but fared very well at home. I count the Headpins as one of these bands. They went platinum in Canada and had a string of hits, toured abroad with Whitesnake, Kiss, Aerosmith, Eddie Money, and ZZ Top, but were never able to keep the momentum going past the years of 1982 when they released their first studio album to Turn It Loud in 1985 when they released their third and last studio album to date head over heels. In that brief period of time, they cemented their stature as hard rock legends in Canada. And although the band was founded by members of another successful Canadian band, Chilliwack, members Ab Bryant and Brian McLeod, it was the vocals of Darby Mills that became the stamp of the headpins. And for young hard rock fans like me, the stamp of rock, period. When Darby left the Headpins to pursue her solo career, she released Never Look Back and has since recently re-released it under the title Flying Solo. Her Darby Mills project produced a live album last year, and for COVID lockdown, while we all wait for shows to get back and running, the Darby Mills project released a 14-minute video on their Facebook page performing her hits live. Darby's voice is the voice of hard rock. It's as if Rod Stewart, Ann Wilson, and Brian Johnson melded their vocal cords together. One can train their voice to sing properly, to hit all the right notes, to sing with finesse, but you'd have to be reborn a hundred times to sound as cool as Darby Mills. It makes a lot of sense why she's known as the Queen of Scream. I chatted with Darby last month, which yielded this episode, and I have to throw a big thank you to Todd Kearns for making this possible. If I wasn't on the Took Talks episode that featured both Darby and I, I don't think I would have had the courage to reach out to her cold and ask her to come on here, so thank you very much, Todd. I hope everyone is doing well out there. We're getting through this slowly, and by following the guidelines and believing scientists and doctors, we will get through this. Thanks for listening to this podcast and maybe even leaving a comment on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. I hope this is giving anyone out there some sort of respite during this madness. As I record this, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were announced as the winners of the U.S. election yesterday. And throughout the world, there seems to be a collective sigh of relief. 
Maybe now there can be a collective surge towards believing scientists and doctors and a collective push to erase racial prejudice and to have some sort of collective empathy. So it is a great day to have Darby Mills on the podcast, and it starts now. Oh, did I mention she's also a Taekwondo instructor? Yeah, yeah, she can literally kick ass. So here we go. The Danko Jones podcast with Darby Mills as a special guest starts now. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. Nick Lennon is Danko's co host. Hello for free. I'm so glad I like to sometimes. Give me in from fucked up. Stop playing. Hang down. The Danko Jones podcast is simply superb. Splendidly fine. Wonderfully wild. Very divine ladies and gentlemen boys and girls get ready because the Danko Jones podcast starts hello hey there you are hey Darby well Listen, I have to go back and, you know, if there's one thing about COVID, uh, anything good that's come from COVID, it's actually being able to meet you, uh, e-meet you, I, I should say, like through the wonderful world of the internet. Yes. Well, and I do apologize for my ignorance in not having uh, experienced Danko Jones. Um, I have checked with a few friends of mine from out east uh, in, in recent weeks and they're like, oh, yeah. He's uh, he's the man. So uh, thank you for sharing your precious time with me, an old rocker who's doing her best to stay afloat in these fucking terrible times. Yeah, they are what they are. They uh, are, you know, the the only comfort really is that we're all in it together. And uh, it's one of the reasons why, I mean, I've been doing this podcast for nine years, but through COVID, I decided to do it weekly because I would only do it so I could kill d- days off, you know, like there's nothing right. to do. And I can, yeah. yeah, I could edit a conversation I had with someone and put music to it, et cetera, while I whittled off, uh, whittled down a, a day off. But now that I'm home all the time, I took it weekly and I've been going through it and, and it's been, it's given me a chance to, to check and see how everyone else is doing, you know, so yeah. Sure, and hone some skills, not that you didn't have them already, but when, when you eliminate the endless amount of time to do something, uh, just as this new video sort of jump uh, streams or jump uh, topics on you here, we just released on Saturday uh, a new COVID Live, we call it, video that was two weeks start to finish and it was like an idea came uh, a little bit of finances came in and it was like are we gonna do this we're gonna do this let's go bang 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 and done and i was like wow that was two weeks that was too freaking normally to do a video of the what, what what this would normally cost and and who we brought in and la- because everybody's got nothing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody mm-hmm. jumped on board and and made this a really wonderful um a, 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 a wonderful a chance to to shine when when there's really not a lot of light out there right now, right? So what you're talking about is the video that you can watch on the Darby Mills Project Facebook page, right? Yeah, it's it's there, and I do have a Darby Mills Project YouTube channel, and uh, I, I have a an arts page called uh, Darby Mills A, not the A voice which I do um, <laughs> during a period of uh, great stress about five years ago, six now, I guess. I lost my mom, and six months later, um, my husband basically died in the ambulance in our in our driveway. They broke ten ribs, bringing him back to life. But you just, all of a sudden, you realize that there are, um, there are limitations to this planet and to this lifetime, and if you don't, if you don't take control and drive that car yourself you can't get mad at somebody else who's driving it the way they want to drive it and and, and i am being somewhat cryptic but uh, hopefully i'm making the point you have to take the wheel and drive if you want to succeed at what your ambitions and your dreams are so that's what the past six years has been for me 
And th that has to do with uh, uh, your, your, you've got an arts page, you were saying? I do, yeah. So I, I, I post some music on there, and, but I, I make jewelry. I'm, uh, oh, through, cool. through, that period, through that period of great loss in my life, I uh, hadn't left the headpins yet, but um, like I mentioned, lost my, my, my mom and basically lost my husband. Um, it just, it, I realized how stagnant my life had been and how so, so many projects that I were, uh, I had sitting on the shelf going, I'll get to it, you know, another time, another time. It just made it very obvious to me that, you know what, what if tomorrow I am gone? What what if I don't, what if I have to say laying on my deathbed? I didn't even try to do those things. Like, what's wrong with you that you, uh, are you scared? Like, you know, you go through all those questions and, and I just faced the fact that I, it was time quit quit being either lazy or un, um, uncomfortable or incompetent or or any of the you could you could use any of those descriptive words to describe all the excuses I had for not taking the wheel and driving so um, I made it my mission at that time to be true to myself and uh, get a grip and move forward even though there were huge challenges in doing that for for myself anyway and and that's speaking strictly about the jewelry and, and getting that up or or also incorporating the music and everything about well, the arts yeah the 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 music I'm, um, I'm I'm speaking of the music in the 36 basically 36 years that I I gave my music career to my former project and um, you know there's there's really no regrets I've earned uh, I've earned, I've worked hard for a project and, and gave my whole adult life to that project. And it just came to a point where um, those projects that I had wanted to do, they didn't want to do them and they didn't feel that they were suited for where they wanted to go. And it's like, okay, well, I get that. But in the meantime, I'm, I've got downtime. We're not working a lot. I've got all this downtime and, and I'm not I am not to explore uh, alternatives because I'm to be dedicated to one and one only. So, um, yeah, I'm speaking m more of my music, uh, my musical life. And then the, the tragedies that, that did come about gave me the strength and the, and the courage to step forward blindly into doing doing jewelry, which started with making some necklaces for girlfriends at a, a 35 year school reunion. And uh, it was like, oh, can I get one? Can I get one? So yeah, uh, five years later, I'm, you know, upwards of 600 pieces of jewelry that I've, um, I so gratefully had purchased. And that's what's keeping my income from uh, the rabbit hole right now is the fact that I, I I had the ability to be creative. And I gotta say, if you're a creative soul and you're not creating, that's a rabbit hole that that you gotta get out of. You gotta create. It's so important to create if that's who you are. If that's who you've come to this planet as, as a creator, then by all means, create. Well, <clears throat> I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. What is the name of your jewelry brand uh, phantom designs oh cool okay that's great and and <clears throat> getting back to this uh, video that the darby mills dmp the darby mills project just uploaded what a week ago or a few days ago uh, on saturday saturday uh, night edmonton uh, rock and roll society of edmonton was a um, big part of this and they helped us put it together and um we gave them the first right rights to play it, so we had to wait. It's it's basically been done for for a bit, but of course, you make a promise and you got to keep it. So we had to keep keep doing the. Uh, it's coming! It's coming on social media! It's coming! We promise it's coming. Then uh, Edmonton had a couple delays, and so finally it came out on the seventeenth, and. Um, it, it it's, was in conjunction with two local bands that played uh, a couple, a couple, three, four songs live, and then they played our video, which is a 14-minute-long medley, which is what we've called it, and it is six songs from my past, mm -hmm. 
And uh, as as I have said in the header of anything, anytime I've posted the medley, it uh, every time my new project went to play, uh, not only the buyers or the venues, but the people were like, are you playing this song? Are you doing this song? Are you doing this song? And it's like, yeah, we're not them. I, I don't want to be them. I didn't leave them to be them. So um, we do four had been songs and and you know and that's the rest of the as originals and these great covers that i've always wanted to do and never had the chance to do so um uh yeah we, we just kept getting those requests so uh when covid happened and the boys are all at home and we're all because we live uh in four different cities so we can't just get together and jam it's a, it's a complete okay are you driving okay you got to fly you in or boat you in and so mm -hmm. it's it's like uh, you know it's a major event to get us together and i don't know how, how much success you've had at getting five different pieces together for a zoom jam um <laughs> it, it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work so we we don't even try to do that, right? And um, we did get one rehearsal in uh, just in time to have uh, March happen. And, of course, COVID uh, shut down everything. So in that one rehearsal, we had come up with the idea of doing a headpin medley so that we weren't um, filling our set uh, with something, like I said, that we're not. But we were scratching the itch of those people buying tickets, hoping to see see the voice of those songs do those songs. So, uh, you know, getting that off the table, we did it. We put this medley together at that rehearsal, and uh, then COVID happened, and uh, like three weeks later, everybody's like, oh, my God, we're not going to work. We're done, and, and this medley is incredible. We love it. And uh, I said, well, maybe what we should do is everybody in their home studios, um, just put your part down and we'll just layer it and mm -hmm. uh, see what happens. Well, I said that thinking like the procrastinator I am, that it would come around maybe in three or four months. Two weeks later, I had the beds on my phone and they were fabulous. I was so impressed with my my guys and I went well we can't stop now so I went out and bought a new computer so that I could properly lay vocals and laid the vocal tracks down send it back got a mix and uh, Edmonton got involved and said we'd love you to do something live for our show and we're like well what if we well we got this new thing going it's recorded already what if we were to do a video to it and and make it a, a mock live video and they uh they said sure let's uh, let's do that they gave us uh gave us some help and uh two weeks later because of the production company that did it for us and the director who was uh kind of had that week off um bang 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 everything came together and this fabulous video there's a there's a digital screen that we uh played in front of or lip sank in front of um that is it's the new form of backs of screens it's not it's not a cloth screen it's a digital it's like it's a one foot by one foot square panels and and i might have my prices totally wrong but i this is how impressed i was when i was told the cost like each one of those panels is one foot by one foot and we had a 46 by 12 foot screen behind us and each one of those panels is like five thousand dollars wow <laughs> Something like that, right? I don't quote me on my numbers, but that's the thought I had when they told me. I'm like, wow! And so that's what you see behind us. And then, then they had a light guy come in, and and a sound guy, and then a guy to run the screening. I got to, you know, be creative with p picking up things that suited the songs that would run on the screen behind us. And uh, then we shot that. 14 minute video 13 times I think in about a four hour period and um, we were exhausted but it had been three months since we'd seen each other or played and it was it was like wow that's like three shows <laughs> in one day and it scratched everybody's itch and yeah. um, uh, so I just you know just really grateful that that all came together like it did the universe was on our side that day and and or that week or month and uh yeah, I think we did a really good job considering uh, we're just a bunch of old fools.
I thought it was great. I saw it when it when it came out, and uh, you guys did a bang up job. And it's something to tie people over while we wait for the real stuff to happen. My question is. Are you going to do it again? Are you going to do one of these quarantine jams that I've participated in and I've seen other people do? Um, uh, we even tried to get a just a rehearsal together with just the boys and the place we rehearse at, which is uh, one of the band members, is uncomfortable with having all of us coming from so many different cities yeah, all coming in right. and sitting in his, uh, in his studio. Yeah. He... A, uh, he's a teacher of his instrument and he does all his classes online now so he's basically secluded himself in his studio and I get it and, and I can't I can't insist that somebody goes against their fears in that manner I, I do not want to be the cause for someone's illness so um, probably we won't do I don't I don't see the universe coming together for us again in the manner that it did this time and we held out long enough not doing I've seen so many, especially right at the at the beginning, the front of all this, of um, uh, about people that, that aren't lifers, that aren't musicians, but play, putting out videos. And, you know, the quality was questionable and, and um, sometimes the talent was questionable. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, those, those are the videos that end up surfacing on the day that you really don't need a bad video to surface, uh, <laughs> in my experience. And it's like, so why... Why rush and put something out that, that that you're not proud of and and doesn't show your 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 abilities? And so um, once again, the universe came together and gave us because this was like I said, four home studios that uh, two two of them have have never recorded at home before. So right. the sound and the ability for for these people sitting at home, uh, including myself with my husband as an engineer who's not an engineer, and me locked in the bathroom. Um, you know, like, no, push it faster, like right there, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. It's just, it works, it works so well. I'm, I'm uh, learning how to be grateful when you should be grateful. So um, I am. And uh, what we're going to do next, um, I don't know. We're just still kind of breathing a sigh of, okay, that one's done. Yay. Well, uh, <laughs> that one's off the table. Woo! And it's been pretty successful so far. We're we're getting lots of views and lots of likes, and uh, and no one, uh, no one's been critical of it. You know, it is it is what it is. It's it's not live. It's mock live, like ninety nine percent of the videos you see out there today. Uh, I'll, I'll, Sammy Hagar um, and his COVID. What is it called? The COVID files or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that is not live people that's not live and but it's wonderful and i don't i don't discredit it at all why do something if it's bad do a good job if you're going to do something do a good job or your best job right so um i i won't apologize for what it is it is what it is and and we worked really hard and and lots of people we've got to thank for it so blah. <laughs> well now that you're honing your your home recording skills as is all your other bandmates is is now the time to float the idea of working on uh, an album? Yeah, no, that's a loaded question, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a market. I don't think there's a market really? for what I. I don't. I really don't. I think that my market is my market, and um, uh, I've had a social media presence for nine years now. And uh, it exploded off the top, and I pretty much I add what I add on a daily or weekly basis to as a, as in new people coming on, and um, you you know people want stuff for free, and not that not that I don't mind playing, but the uh, time and energy to put a whole new album together to me seems. Um, it just it, it just seems like building a ten story house when you only need to build a two story house with a basement type thing. I don't know if you can understand my analogy. So what, where I'm going with this is, I think is, will we do new material? I think there's there's a very good chance we will. Will we do a new album? Probably not. In the last four years, I uh, remastered 
and put out the Never Look Back album that came out, which was my first solo album, and right. and remastered it. Because basically, the way I looked at it is, while I was part of the Headpins for those 36 years, we had three albums come out in a three-year period and then worked the next um, 43 years on those three albums. Right. And, um, it was what it was, and we did it, and people came to see those songs. I, I toured a lot with Nazareth in that period, and they would, every two years or whatever, come out with a new album. And I remember um, locally here, they, they played with us in the Okanagan, where, where I live. And I invited a whole bunch of my high school buddies that we would go into the woods and get just drunk listening to Nazareth and Razma Naz and This Flight Tonight and those great tunes from the 70s and early 80s, or 70s, I guess. And uh, so all my buds, all my drinking buddies are there from high school, and Nazareth decided that night to play their new album for the show. And my, my buds were just, they were crushed. They're like, where's our songs? Where's, where? And I was like, Light went on. I said, people aren't buying tickets to see Nazareth's new stuff. They're coming to see the dream or the memories to relive that time. So good for them to keep producing new, whether that keeps them in touch with a record company. I don't know. Record companies don't sign rock and roll anymore in, in my experience. Um, so at that point, it's like I... I, I I stopped giving excuses for the headpins not coming up with new material and and just just lived on the fact that we were doing exactly that. We were helping people relive those 80s, early 80s memories, and that's what they came to see. So uh, wonderful. Um, and then, as I mentioned earlier, then, then life took a huge left turn and, and made me realize that I don't have a lot of time to get off my chest these things that I was waiting and thinking I'd get to one day. So, yes, I think we will try maybe a single. Um, I, I am working and writing with other people. I'm working with a guitar player who's done lots of work with many different artists like um, Toronto and Helix, Gary Borden. I'm working with Gary right now, and we've had special guests come on and play. Uh, Larry Gowan has played uh, some Hammond organ on this tune. Yeah, I heard you've got a new song with with Gowan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's not with Gowan. He he was a uh, he was a guest performer on it, and um, so is the bass player from um, Miles Goodwin's. Uh, uh, hmm. Fine, uh, mm. and I I hate saying his name because I can't. It's I believe it's a French name, and I pronounce it wrong. So, uh, but he's he's been great. He jumped on right away and laid the bass tracks on for us. So, but at this point in time, it's like okay, now that now that my studio is up and running, I'm going to take. Uh, uh, I've got a rough vocal on it, and so I'm, but I'm going to take my time, and I'm I'm going to do a really good job, and I'm going to make it my best effort. And to go through all that and the expense and the time and energy of bringing people in to mix and press or whatever we choose to do with it, uh, to put it out, to get three days, if you're lucky, uh, of social media support or awareness, and then it disappears into la-la land, and then you're like, well, now what do we do? To me, that doesn't make. I came from the era where the record company would go out and put the record in the in the slots on, in the stores. So um, I, you know everything that I've got out right now. Uh, then we were, uh, my project did a live CD. There was there was mention that I wasn't in the headbands anymore because I'd lost my voice and. Instead of going publicly and just crying or screaming or doing whatever about it, I went. How do I do this in a in a professional manner? How do I put those rumors to rest. So uh, we paid to have a, uh, a gentleman come in and record a live. We actually put on a live show ourselves. We, we produced it. We sponsored it, uh, paid for the room. We did it all. And uh, uh, some of that is in the Tell This documentary that landed on my lap the month I quit the headpins. I don't know. Once again, the universe has really, really blessed me with some fabulous timing these last. Uh, I saw I that. We, I saw that yeah. documentary. It's 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 great. It's a Telus documentary. You could see it on your website or on YouTube. It's fabulous. 
Yeah, or tell us on demand uh, on TV. Uh, it's uh, yeah, um, yeah. Not, I didn't pursue that. Uh, Melinda came to me right at a time where I was just had jumped off. I was on free fall, going, I don't know where I'm going to land. God damn it! But I did it. I I did it, and uh, that was the first thing that that greeted me as a solo artist. And I, I did say, I said, you know, I'm I'm no longer the voice of the Headpins, but they have a new singer. If you would like to, if that's who you, um, that's who you want to talk to, you know, I totally understand. It's okay. I'll give you their contact information. And and she was like, no, it's I want to know what it's like being a woman in the industry for the years that you've been in and, and the journey you've had. So, yeah, just been really lucky, really lucky. Well, listen, Darby, I, I totally respect your position on new material and <clears throat> whether or not you are going to put out a new album with the Darby Mills Project. However, when it comes to our band and we've put out nine studio albums and counting, um, we put one out every two years and we go on tour and then after the tours the cycle has seen itself through we start working on new material um and of course a situation like you you described with nazareth where they only played this the new stuff um without playing the old hits that will always alienate an audience but we take yeah. we take an we take um uh, we always looked to motorhead for guidance and as an example as to what to do motorhead all the way till lemmy passed away would put out a record every two years and in the live setting because we toured with them they would play the hits that they play ace of spades they'd play overkill they play the ones that all the songs that everybody wanted but on each cycle of every new album they play two to three new songs so they wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't bludgeon the audience with their new stuff they give them what they want, but also play the new songs to entertain themselves. And the the problem, I get it. You're a very long-standing, established musician, singer um, of a certain status that goes along with a string of hit songs that are attached to people's teen years, adulthood, childhood. For me, I mean, I could tell you, you know, Don't It Make You Feel is... is I used to listen to that trying to figure out how to ice skate. It would play in the <laughs> arena. And then to find out you're, you were a figure skater, I thought that was kind of funny because that's yeah. one of the songs I'd listen to while I'm trying to figure out how to skate. So your yeah, voice... I'm to interrupt you, but did you know that Brian McLeod was also a figure skater? No. What? No. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was like the champion in, in his province. He was... Uh, he was Knowing Brian, he was probably very good, and and he was, he was a medal winner. Yeah. Yeah, like he basically anything he did, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, sack. But but that's he was a terrible sacker. Oh, good. Let's just talk about that. Perfect guys, perfect people are just you got to find out their their Achilles you heel. Find something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and zero in on that. But but getting back to it, I mean, I know it's hard for you to like start putting out new material because it, it won't get the pop that like, you know, the, the, the head pins, the old standards would, will get, but it, it just, it, it makes the, the artist or the band, um, like a new, in terms of perception, it just, that they're a new contemporary act that are s still putting stuff out, whether people listen to it or not is another thing. But yeah. give it two, three, four albums, and people will just go, oh, that's the new Darby Mills project. Oh, she's got like six albums under her belt already. This is an established thing and an expected thing for people to put out, uh, for people to hear new material. You know, it's, it's, it, I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I totally understand it. But then I look to Motorhead, and I'm like, yeah, half the people at this show are waiting for Ace of Spades. I get it. Yeah. You know, but... They're still going to play the songs and people are still going to get into it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the, the uh, you like, 
I don't say it's not the right thing to do. I just mm -hmm. say I don't know where I sit with the knowledge that I've accrued over the past 45 years in the industry. Um, maneuvering this business, uh, the live thing is a business to maneuver through. The recording is a business to maneuver through. And then um, publicity and um, uh, uh, promotions and then getting airplay, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, there's, n there's nowhere that new music from an 80s, 70s or whatever artist is going to be supported. So because I don't have the grip I do of young artists on the new social platforms of like, I mean, um, I'm not sure if I'm just explaining myself very well. All my stuff is on, uh, is on, I, I have a worldwide distribution deal through True North and, um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's getting played. It's definitely not getting pushed. It's not their objective to push us. They don't make any money on us, right? No, they're just uh, the distributor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, through my website, I make one hundred and fifty percent more selling a CD, a hard copy from my website, even though I stamp it, I sign it, I, you know, I, I take it to the mailbox. I, I, I do all that. I, I, I'll admit it to public. You know, I'm a, I'm a one man show here when it comes to the business end, with the exception of my husband doing the music business, but the, the, the merch end, it, I mean, it, it's all right here with the exception of the lady that comes on the road with me, Liz, who takes care of all my merch on the road and kind of just keeps me from, from being the only woman on the road that I was for my whole life. So mm -hmm. um, that, that's what my solar project has given me the opportunity to have a companion out on the road. So <laughs> I'm not one of the guys, you know, I got pregnant the first time when everybody, I think, realized, oh, she's not one of the guys. She's got this big bump that she's carrying around anyway um so it, it's um i don't know how successful someone in my position and and of my caliber and of my cree to be successful um at bringing new music to a new market. I know that the people that have already bought the CD from the website that are on my social media pages and sites, and they'll be supportive. Mm -hmm. But once you've sold to them and once they've done their part, that's where it stops. And I take you back to me saying, I've been on social media for nine years and mm -hmm. my growth at this point is, is minimal. It, it's still growing. I'm thankful to that. And every new thing we put out, we grow a little bit more and you push and you have to realize when to stop pushing because then people get tired and bored, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and turn you off. So you, you got to know. Yeah, it's uh, you, you got to be a really rounded musician uh, or artist these days in all in all aspects, uh, actors, uh, uh, painters, uh, jewelers. Um, it's really a one man show unless you're unless you're young and you get a record company to do all those things for you so that they make the money. I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's uh, interesting to hear you talk about the merch aspect because I don't, I can't remember where I heard it from, but you, you were in charge of the merch for the head pins when you were in, during the last few years, you, you took over merch, right? And you would, yeah. you would go from the stage to the merch table. Yeah, I never hit the dressing room until an hour after we left the stage. And usually the wow. booze and the food was all gone <laughs> by that time. Yeah, uh, but it, it, it became, um, I, I started to realize in the last 10 years just how important it was to have a personal connection with your fan base. As I started to realize we are now having grandchildren and children of the grandchildren coming to the shows. So those who knew us back when, when we were at our height in the early 80s, um, we're losing them. So it's like you, you have to get out there and say, hey, I really appreciate the fact that you've spent your hard-earned cash um, and, and, and put your 150 bucks to the babysitter and uh, whatever to, to come out and see the show. And you can only have three drinks because you got to take a cab home or, you know, you just started to realize that it wasn't the 10 beer or 10 drinks and whatever else you were doing in the night. And you partied every night like it was in the 80s and you worked seven days a week. 
Because uh, as a singer myself, I, I, uh, I, when I heard that, I was like, wow, from the stage to the merch table. Uh, I've seen bands do it before, but I just can't because I just know that there's the the PA music going on that you have to speak over it it take basically it takes a strain on your voice yes and how do you handle all that as a singer like with your voice because we went from doing two and three week tours right. 20 years ago right to 15 years ago like i said getting down to 20 25 right. shows a year down to those 15 uh, shows a year, and they were not in a row. Listen, I mean, I, 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 all the points you're making, I totally understand, and I totally get. I think, I think behind my questions is um, a desire to hear you sing, because I am a huge fan. Because when I was doing the tube talks with Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz and and Shane, and, um, I, I. Uh, uh, Todd told me I was good. And Corey, sorry, I forgot Corey. But um, when uh, on the day that it came, Todd was just kind of messaging me, giving me the details. Okay, you know, this is the, this such and such time. You go here, you go here. By the way, <laughs> uh, Darby Mills is going to um, join us midway through the talk. And I said, and I, and I actually went back to the messages before I, I talked to you. I said, wait a minute, dot, dot, dot. Am I going to e-meet Darby Mills today? <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was so excited about that. And so that really, I was like, you know what? This COVID thing sucks. Because this is in April, so it was early, early days. And I was like, this whole thing sucks. But if it means that I get to meet Darby Mills in any capacity, uh, okay. There's, there's, some, there's some wins here. So I'm, I'm... You were too kind. No, I, I really mean it. Because I think... You are uh, Queen of Scream is is a is an apt title for you, but you've got the voice of rock to me, um, and it's a voice that you know I'll never get to, but I'd love to. I I enjoy listening what to. What are you talking about? No, I I enjoy well, listening I don't know to. How it. you keep doing what you're doing? To tell you the truth, uh, you know. Um, but I got to say, in what I've researched since being introduced to you, uh, you have branched out and and you're doing public speaking. From from I listened to a bit of a couple speeches there, and it's like, well, good <laughs> on you. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no there's no honing into a craft anymore. You have to be good at so many things to be you got to reach the masses in so many ways that um like congrats to you for for being so creative and and stepping outside the box like you've done oh well thank you very much i mean it it helps that i'm a a loud mouth who wants attention (laughs) (laughs) well don't we all really (laughs) yeah right um, but yeah, it, it was just, it was wonderful to, to meet you that day through, through the guys in Tuke. Um, and what a bunch of great dudes those guys are. So it was, uh, it was a great time. And then, uh, leading up to this, I really had to reach out to Todd and ask him, Hey man, uh, is it cool? I'm going to, I really want Darby Mills to be on my podcast, but I just wanted to let you know, I did, I just didn't want like. You know, it seems weird that we haven't met, but we met through Todd and, and then now you're on my podcast. Yeah. So I just yeah. I just floated it by him and he was like, oh, thanks a lot. No problem. It's all cool. Yeah. And then I said, now I just got to muster up the nerve to ask her. <laughs> oh, no way. So, uh, yeah. It no, took... I'm very honored. I'm very honored that, that you would reach out. I know that, uh, like I said, you've you've done so well in the, in the market that exists today out there. One a market that I really don't clearly understand. And uh, good for you. And, yeah, life goes on. And, and every generation, I've said this many times to many people, uh, when they go, music today sucks. And it's like, you know what? I said, if... Each generation didn't have an ability or the right to invent their own identity through the arts. I would be singing Neil Diamond right now because that's all, or Frank, 
because that's all my parents listened to. So thank you to them for not pigeonholing me and not letting me or not keeping me from playing my my teachers, which was Heart, Dreamboat Annie album, Janis Joplin, which I didn't know who she was until I was three months into my first band in my parents' basement and the guitar player brought the Pearl album to me one day and he said, you should listen to this because you sound just like her. And I was like, wow, okay. But yeah, Linda Ronstad, um, mm-hmm. Phoebe Snow, those were those were the people that I was enamored with as a teenager going, wow, this is, this is singing. This is what it's all about. Joni Mitchell. So um, Nanette Workman, I don't know. I listened to her cornbread grits and cornbread album endlessly as a young uh so um every generation needs to have its own identity so don't mock them of that just hopefully educate them that that stems from somewhere else that stemmed from somewhere else just as the beatles came from somewhere else well i mean you know? When it comes to, you know, rock music, hard rock, the hard rock scene today, the contemporary hard rock scene today, there's new bands making uh, music that sounds very reminiscent of bands from the 60s, 70s and 80s, and even sometimes borrowing the look down to the, the, the <laughs> na- nail polish. Um, Who are you talking to or about? <laughs> oh, there's, ton- there's actually tons of them. But that's why I think... Now is the time to, you know, and you are doing it, I mean, with the Darby Mills Project, to put yourself out there and just go, hey, guys, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm a voice as well, a part of this whole scene that you guys are taking from. And I feel, you know, if I can do my part by just, like, having you on my podcast and, 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 and blasting it out to whoever will hear that, you know, the, the, the music on the Headpins albums is, is definitely something that has come around again. That music has come around to be contemporary again. Like, I, I, leading up to this, I did listen to the Headpins records and I said, no, this, if a band came out today and they were 25 years old and they were t- playing this music, everybody would go, wow, this is, I can name you 10 bands that that are very have very reminiscent sounds that are categorized as cool you know in the rock in the rock world and so it's great that you're out there just to remind people it's it's a, it's a matter of what circles you you um you are put in right and it's just a matter of someone just someone's got to just be in the right circle to go oh darby we're going to get you to play this festival on the other side of the pond because, yeah. you know, we play Europe quite a bit and there's a lot of festivals out there that book a lot of um, older um, acts. Classic, classic rock. Classic yeah. rock. Yeah. Like uh, the first one that comes to mind is, is uh, Sweden Rock. Um, yes. And they'll, they'll I think, oh, I might be wrong, but I think even the Santers were booked there once. Kim Mitchell went over there. And it's Kim Mitchell with Twisted Sister, but also contemporary, newer bands. Motorhead played yeah. there, Danzig. Um, we played there a couple of times. Uh, you know, new bands, old bands, but all the bands are rock. And it makes sense. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that you're still, you're still making new music and, and putting out new videos and, and just being out there. I, and, and also, I wanted to ask, when is that Walk of Fame? When is your star getting on there? Oh, there are so many people that deserve it long before I do. Um, you know, it would, be, it would be a total honor to be appreciated by the people that push the button. Um, I don't expect it. I don't... Um, uh, yeah, there, there's there's many more people that that should be there before me, and and I will even say it if they ever did knock on my door. I know that many years ago, the Toronto one, I was nominated. I did not get it that year. I'm not sure who did, but that was enough of a thank you, thank you for for my efforts and energies, and and um, you know, at the end of the headpins, the first time around, um, 
I went through seven years of a lawsuit. I had to declare bankruptcy. I lost everything and, and rebuilt uh, again. <clears throat> so, and that, that came in shortly after the, the time where I started to rebuild. So that was greatly appreciated. And once again, timing for me, there's been some wonderful timing issues uh, and the universe giving me a, a, a lift of spirits to keep me going. So I'm just going to keep counting on the universe to uh, send me, send me messages and, and uh, encouragement to ju just just one foot in front of the other, just keep trying. And, and when you can't do it anymore, you can't do it anymore. And just be proud of the fact that, or get to, when you get to the end, be proud of the fact that you did everything you could mm -hmm. to make it to the end of that, you know, to finish the book, right? So, or to finish the record. So uh, I'm, tr I'm trying and that's all I can ask of, uh, of my band and my husband, who's been uh, critical in the success of the project coming to life. So very grateful to have him back at my side and back in the industry. He was a co-manager for the Headpins. And when they found out that we were an item, um, he was told either she goes or you go or the relationship goes or you go. So he chose to leave. And, um, you know, his life from that point on just took a downturn. And, and so I became... Yeah, it became my my job because I took his job away from him. So, you know, it's been a ride. Definitely, it's been a ride. But who doesn't have a story, right? Who doesn't have a story? And and you got to understand that. And you know, the pat in the back and pity me doesn't get you anywhere. You you, you just got to bite your lip and say, okay, well. What am I going to do about it? Uh, what's the saying? The only thing you can control is your reaction. So, there you go.